What's up, everybody? This is the Rate Your Heroes podcast, where we rate your favorites and your favorite show on a scale of 1 through 10 on how important they are to the plot. And this is your host, Trey Day Cartoons here. And today we're going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, my God. Can I just say that this movie is amazing? Now, the theatrical release? No. This director's cut? It's really, 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 really good. Why I didn't, why they didn't want to put it in the theatrical release, I don't know why. Because it was a four-hour movie, but it was perfectly paced. It was yes, it was long, but that didn't even matter. It didn't even feel like it was that long. Like everybody got their just desserts on, on their backstory. It was perfectly paced. It was just good. We got to learn a lot about Cyborg. We got to see everybody's story. Everybody had their own piece of the story. And when you're watching it, you get to see how how the theatrical release in this director's cut, Zack Snyder's cut, you see the pieces that they put in the theatrical release versus this one. They really just deleted all of the backstory and really on Justice League, the theatrical release, it really seemed rushed. And we didn't get that on here, which is why it was four hours long, which is, I love it. I have no complaints. Man, the way that they put the placement of Superman, see, in the theatrical release, see, what we're going to have to get into is comparing the two. And I'm pretty sure most of you did watch the theatrical release. And when it comes to that movie, first of all, Stephen Wolf was just horribly ugly in the first in the first movie. In the theatrical release, that is. Ugly as hell. This upgraded version of Stephen Wolf was amazing. And I enjoyed his look. I enjoyed his design. The way the metal bended around his skin. And it had spikes and stuff. And it was like golden and silver. Like, it was really cool. Like, Stephen Wolf actually seemed like a threat. He actually seemed like a threat in this uh, in this version. In Zack Snyder's version. I did not care for him in the theatrical release. I felt like it was rushed, like I said earlier. And they really did not do that. And... When it comes to stuff like this in the movies, if you're not like a comic book fan or cartoon fan and all that, and you just go just to see it in the movies, yeah, this will be enjoyable for you. The theatrical release, that is. That will be enjoyable for you. But people like me and the vast majority who do know the continuity of the characters, the story, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Batman, Flash, uh, Superman... Aquaman, you want to see those backstories, even if it is just a little bit. You want to see the troubles they come from to make them who they are today. And yes, we all know the iconic stories of all the superheroes, but the way it was paced in this movie was also amazing. So let's get back to the placement of Superman. When he came back, Stephen Wolf was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Wolf was a bitch. Like he couldn't obviously can't nobody hold Superman in their universe. But like when you compare it to the first one, the threat of Stephen Wolf just went away. It didn't matter anymore. And the movie kind of ended right there for me. And that was just that. You know, um, yeah, they had the big boss fight at the end, but it just man. Like, I, I really could just go on and on about this movie because it was really, really, really good. It took me a 
two days to watch because I was working in the middle of it and stuff like that. So I just finished it literally just now, which is the, the director's cut. And Superman placement was amazing. They didn't make him um, just take the shine away from everybody. It was a team collaborative effort of all them fighting against uh, Stephen Wolf. He actually was putting up his own fight and stuff until Superman got there. Like, I really loved that whole scenario. The fight between Superman when he uh, when they brought him back. Oh, and this is full of spoilers, by the way. If you have, I mean, if y'all seen the theatrical cut, then you know what's going to happen. But this one is just more detailed. So just spoiler warning for anybody listening uh, from this point forward. You got your spoiler warning. There you go. So you got um, the fight between uh, Batman and Wonder Woman and Flash and Aquaman and Cyborg going against Superman once they bring them back. We didn't see Lex Luthor until the very end, which was good because... I didn't like his placement. I didn't like his hair. Didn't like his character in the first one at all. Didn't like none of that shit. But oh, let me let me not skip to that to that part with with, with uh Lex Luthor. So let's go back to the fight. That fight was very very good, very good. Sense of danger there. Really thought Superman was finna like off their ass. Like when he head butted Wonder Woman, all that. Oh shit, <laughs> shit was crazy. But this is the rating podcast, and I'm just going to rate the main heroes, which is obviously, like I said before, um, Aquaman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg, Superman. And since we are talking about Superman right now, on how important he is to the plot, they don't win that fight at the end without Superman. Because Stephen Wolf was definitely holding his own against um Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um, and uh, Flash and Cyborg. Definitely was holding his own against them. So I don't think they win that fight, even with Wonder Woman on their side, until Superman comes back. I mean, which they did realize that they needed Superman. And learning that the Mother Box can bring matter back to its original shape after it's been destroyed, that's what gave them the idea to bring Superman back. So just off of that alone shows you how important he is to the plot of this movie because without him, they don't win, at least in my opinion. So off of that, I'm giving him definitely a 10, 10 out of 10, because I'm glad that they put him in a black Superman suit. He didn't don the classic uh, suit. Um, I like the whole moment between him and Lois Lane and his mom and yeah, all of that was just beautiful and they perfectly paced it. They didn't rush Superman in to just save the day. It came at the tail end of the movie. Like they really had to work to get to where they was without Superman. So that was great placement. 10 out of 10 on how important he is to the plot. Let's talk about Batman. Putting the team together. Man, I... My, personally, to me, Christian Bale is my favorite Batman. I love the whole Dark Knight series. I feel like that was our, that is the best Batman adaptation. Argue it as much as you want. You know, that's just my opinion. But I do like Ben Affleck as, as Batman, too. And I feel like he is a better Batman than he is a, a, a good Bruce. I feel like he plays that role better as Batman, like coming accurate when it comes to just the way he look, 
because this is an older Batman that we're working with, and he looks like the Dark Knight Batman. He ain't that old, but yeah, he looks like the Dark Knight Batman, and it's it's really cool to see. You get to see a different side of Batman too. Like he's more lighthearted. He ain't so broody and and stuff like that, which was actually cool to see that side of Batman for me personally. Um, him putting the Justice League together. I like how they introduced Martian Manhunter. Like, that was a surprise to me. I didn't expect to see Martian Manhunter in this at all. Like, that was that was really cool. The placement of him kind of seemed out of the blue when he uh, pops up to uh, Lois Lane to basically convince her to, you know, get back out there, you know, after the death of Superman. I didn't I didn't understand where that came from. I didn't know if he just been watching from the background or whatnot or what was that was all about. But hey, he convinced Lois Lane to go back out there and then, you know, that's how she ends up seeing Superman on um, his resurrection and all that good shit. So that was cool. Um, Batman, him putting the Justice League together, him, uh, you know, going to see Arthur Curry, you know, Aquaman and his own land and stuff. I like how they put that together because it didn't seem rushed. It didn't seem rushed at all. It was perfectly placed. When you go back to the theatrical cut, it did it did seem rushed. Like, oh, okay, oh name. Now the team is together. No, this was this was paced very well. And I feel like I'm saying that a lot when it comes to this movie, because it having a four hour runtime showed that it could give each character its time and its just desserts in the movie to show how this team comes together. It ain't just slapped together out of the blue. Like, I thought that was really cool. Based on how important he is to the plot, I definitely give him... I mean, yes, he has to put the team together. I'm definitely giving him a nine. Batman is one of my personally favorite heroes, and I'm trying to put my bias to the side, but if I had to rate him on how important he is to the plot, I'm giving him a nine because without him, you don't get the team Justice League. You know, you don't get the office that they show that he's setting up the, you know, the hall, the, uh, I forgot what they call it, but, um, dang, the, well, the, the Justice League, uh, tower, not the tower, but the, uh, place that they're going to have on earth, the building that they shows at the end that he's going to, uh, buy, you know, for the Justice League headquarters, just one of them. Um, <clears throat> You don't get him recruiting Flash, you um all that type stuff. Like you don't you don't get that without him. So I definitely give him a nine. Uh moving forward, let's talk about Flash. Man, that Iris scene when he meets Iris West and he's going to go work for that um the dog place because he, you know, trying to find jobs to fund his uh career in criminal justice. I believe that's what it was. Or criminal science, something like that. I don't know. But um because, you know, ultimately he wants to free his dad from jail and prove that he was, um, you know, um, you know, set up or whatever. Because, you know, the whole reverse flash arc and all that type of stuff. So, when we see Iris West, that was really cool to me. Like, it gets the hint towards, obviously, his independent movie in the future. And you get to, like, meet Iris West. Like, his love, his love interest. Like, that was really cool. Him, you know, saving her from that wreck and all that type of stuff. I really hate that they deleted that in the theatrical release. Like, that was really cool. I like seeing all these characters' personal backgrounds and stories and stuff like that. It's really cool. Like, that's that's really nice. Um, And it just makes you care for all, all more for the uh, characters even more. For people who are not familiar. 
most, I mean, most people are familiar with the Flash and all these characters. I mean, like these are iconic characters. Obviously, the mass majority is going to be familiar with them. But those are those who don't know or don't know all the background story and all that type stuff. That right there to build character is needed to show those little story plots and stuff like that to make you like care for these characters when they do become a team. And when you do see them have moments, like when we see at the end when Flash basically rewinds time, you know, he breaks that one rule to break the time barrier, to rewind time. And as he's stepping, you're seeing the concrete repair itself. Like that scene was just so fucking cold. And I loved it. You get the, um, so he, you know, he pushes Cyborg into the mother box and all that. Without Flash, that, that that's the end. They 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 die, cause the mother box exploded. It was gonna destroy Earth. That was it. But him being basically doing doing the ultimate rule, you know, rewinding time, he saved everyone. So based on how important he is to the plot, he definitely gets a ten. Like he has to get a ten and a half because without Flash, they lose. They lose, plain and simple. Um, Cyborg. I really love the backstory of Cyborg and how they went into it into this movie. Once again, it was perfectly placed with his father, uh, his mom. I like that they showed uh, him with his mom. They showed the football game. Like, they showed all of that. And his character held more weight in the movie for this for this cut of the movie, the Zack Snyder's cut. It held more weight for me because in the theatrical release, they didn't get that far into his story like that at all. Like, this was cool to see, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, obviously, he's the main person who had to hack into the mother box and stop it from exploding in the first place. But without him, <clears throat> hey, that, that story don't get any further either. And it's really hard to rate these characters on, like, give, give them fair ratings because I don't want to seem like I'm just giving everybody nines and tens. But when you think about this movie... It's kind of hard not to because based off of my show, you know, rate your heroes and how we rate them based on how important they are to the plot. Each one of these characters are very much so needed. They're very much so needed. And without Cyborg, they don't win. Without Flash, they don't win. Without Batman putting the team together, they don't get further than that. And Wonder Woman... Save their ass multiple times. <laughs> multiple times. Without her strength, you don't win. So it's like they're all perfectly crafted to where you need them. You definitely need them in this. So back to uh, a Cyborg and giving... I'm going to go ahead and rate him. Definitely say a 10. Definitely say a 10. You know, you need him to hack into the mother box. His his backstory was cool. His backstory was great. It was really cool. I, li I like that a lot. Uh, moving on, let's say, um, who we on? Aquaman. Okay, so when it comes to the plot, he's not that very much needed. When it comes to the plot of the story, just that alone. Not him based off his fighting or his strength and all that type stuff. Or him just being a cool-ass character all the way around. Based on the plot, besides that one scene where he saves him when the uh, harbor, you know, you know, come through and about to drown them. That's about the only scene towards the plot of the movie is what pushes the story forward to where they get out of that alive or whatever the case may be. 
Could I, I do feel like they could have got out of there alive without Arthur Curry? Maybe. Not necessarily sure. You know, we won't know. But <clears throat> based on the plot, um, I would say he gets a seven. Only reason why I'm giving him a seven is because the plot can move forward without him. They still can do a lot of those same things without him. Um, when it comes to fighting Stephen Wolf, his strength is definitely needed there. But I feel like you got Wonder Woman there too, to you know max out that strength when it comes to fighting Stephen Wolf. Um, I would say that towards the plot, that is the only thing he is really needed there for, is just to be that added extra strength. You know, when Wonder Woman is getting knocked down by Stephen Wolf, he can come in and save the day and apply that strength towards that too. Um, so yeah, I will I will go with a seven for that. Not to say that his character isn't cool or all that other good stuff. And, I mean, this is Aquaman we're talking about. So, yeah. <laughs> but, definitely a seven. Um, let's see. Let's see. I think I, I did Batman. I did Flash. I did... Um, did I do Wonder Woman? I would say I'd give Wonder Woman... Um, I would say I give Wonder Woman an eight, because kind of the same thing with um, with um, Aquaman, you know she's there for the strength, she's there for the power, so they can withstand going up against Stephen Wolf. She's definitely needed because you know she uh helps recruit Cyborg, and you know who's to say that nobody else would have been able to connect with Cyborg at least just a little bit to get him to help, you know them out, so. I do think the story do continue to push forward without her, but she definitely is needed because, you know, it's the Amazonians. You know, they like to torch for her to be warned about what's going on. So the plot within that part of there, yeah, she is definitely needed. So I would say, I'd say a, say a eight, eight, maybe nine, eight and a half. We'll, we'll stick it right there. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think I did all of them. You know, I did, I did, uh, Aquaman, you know, seven. Did Wonder Woman, eight and a half. Did Batman, and said uh, ten. Based off of him putting the team together. Um, I did Flash. Uh, I think I said uh, ten. <clears throat> I think I said ten, you know, because, you know, him, you know, rewinded time. He's definitely needed. They lose without him. Uh, Superman. Oh, I didn't talk about Superman. Oh, well, I did talk about him. Oh, yeah, I sure did. I'm tripping. I gave him a ten. Um, I think I did get everybody. Yeah, I think I got everybody. Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg. Those main characters right there, it's really cool. <laughs> like, like I like the whole aesthetic of them putting that together. That was that was a great-ass movie. And if y'all haven't seen it yet, watch it. Don't look at the runtime and be like, oh, my God, no, that's a long-ass movie. Man, just watch an hour a day or something. I don't know. Just <laughs> watch two hours. It's worth Every single minute of that movie, it really is. It really is. Especially getting to see Dark Side character and Stephen Wolf, cool ass, and just everything was cool. It really was. The fight scenes was amazing. I really loved the movie. I definitely will watch it again. Definitely. And I recommend anybody else watch it again. <clears throat> well, thank y'all for listening to my little rant on the um, Zack Snyder's uh, Just Elite. It really was a cool movie. I suggest everybody watch it, like I said again. And that was the Rachel Heroes Podcast. Thank y'all for listening.